Hi there, my name is Maddie Miles, integrative health practitioner, menstrual cycle educator, clinical herbalist, and founder of Peace Love Hormones. Our mission is to educate and empower menstruators to take back control of their menstrual health through education and through top quality herbal nutraceuticals. And welcome to our amazing podcast show, where we will uncover why your health may be struggling and how to heal your hormones and optimize the health of your entire mind and body naturally. Now let's get to it. Hello, welcome back to another fantastic Peace Love Hormones podcast episode. I am excited right now because not only am I basking in my infrared light, which if you're watching the YouTube video, you'll see that my entire being and everything around me is red. (laughs) It looks pretty funky. So hello. I am excited for today's episode. I am joined by Shannon and she is an amazing woman. She is a book author. She is all about women's hormones and cycles and fertility and all the things. And why I chose her to join me on today's episode, which is about overall in general, the transition from being vegan or heavily plant-based to an omnivore, one where you eat fruits and vegetables and beans and legumes and grains and also high quality animal products. So we talk about both of our experiences because both of us spent a handful of years of our lives being vegan and decided to make these transitions, these very tough but ultimately very beautiful and life-changing decisions and journeys back into eating not just any animal protein though, but very high quality. Both of us, in terms of fish, we choose wild cots. When it comes to like chicken and eggs and such, we go to not only organic, but to our local farmers. So I understand that a lot of how I live and how Shannon lives and what we talk about in this episode. And and we acknowledge this as well. And we're so grateful for it, but not everyone has access to these. So Shannon does mention a resource, a great online resource where you can find a really great farm near you. And anyway, it's a very open-hearted, beautiful, beautiful light conversation. So you know what? I'm so thankful for all of you. I am getting absurdly beautiful amount of listens on my podcast and it is so exciting. Even the YouTube channel, my YouTube channel is starting to grow. So if you can please write a review for this podcast, especially if you're listening to this on Apple because Apple loves reviews, loves even just like a star rating and they'll start to push the Peace Love Hormones podcast to other women and men and everyone who is in search of this information. So I would love your help and support. And speaking of reviews, I would love to go over some soothe and bitter reviews and some updates because this Friday I am launching Sleepy, my all organic natural sleep support. And you may ask, well, what makes it different from any other sleep support? It's that it's comprehensive. I have various herbs in there that are working as adaptogens, one of them being ashwagandha that is not only supporting a deep restful sleep, which is where 
the bulk of our brain detoxification and cellular repair and rejuvenation happens. We need to be sleeping in foundation of true health right there. Quality sleep along with nutrition and hydration and detoxification and herbalism, all of the things. So sleepy is not only helping you to get great sleep so that everything else works and feels better the days following, but also supports your nervous system. Whereas if our nervous system is healthy and regulated, our body is going to do a lot of the healing itself and everything else that you're doing in terms of nutrition and movement and supplements and herbal remedies, is they're just going to work better because your nervous system is in a state of calm, rest, relaxation, digest, and reparation. So yeah, that's my little tidbit. I want to record a whole podcast episode here very, very soon on nervous system regulation and how important important it is. But I want to read our most recent review, which is just submitted a few days ago by a lovely lady named Maxine. And she wrote, I love getting my period now. The first two days of my period were always met with cramps so bad I would cancel my whole day and I dreaded that week. After one month of Soothe, my period was so easy I didn't know I started. The next month, I didn't have Soothe and the cramps were back. Now I've been taking it for about eight months and my cramps are virtually gone along with my mood swings. I recommend this to all my ladies. My period is now a celebration of health and a new cycle. The best. Thank you, Maddie. I love hearing your success stories with Soothe. And I also really love when I hear us all being period positive because we have anywhere from 300 to 400 periods throughout our life. And so we have them a lot and it's about time that we actually enjoy them. And I know that the first step in enjoying them is actually feeling great and not being in pain. So, you know, that's where Soothe and all of the other information that I have on my podcast comes to play to make sure that you have PMS-free periods, but then that you actually start to enjoy them because you see them as a sign of true health because they are. They are a vital sign of our health. So thank you, Maxine, for that review. I love it. It means the world. Now let's go over to Bitters and let's read a Bitties review. Okay funny story. I wanted to name bitters biddies. And then I realized that there are various different definitions for that. And my mom was like, I think it just means like old ladies. And I was like, I think so too. I think like fun slang to call old ladies. And there are some other meanings for it though, that ultimately I was like, okay, we're not going to name my herbal formula that. So anyway, okay. Most recent. I love bitters. As someone with IBS, I have found them to be incredibly helpful with digestion. I particularly appreciate the fact that they help me manage my symptoms when I accidentally eat something that my body is intolerant to. In addition to their digestive benefits, I've also found that bitters have been great for supporting my gut and liver health, especially since I recently came off birth control and I'm looking for ways to detox and any extra hormones. Overall, I highly recommend bitters to anyone looking to improve their digestion and support their overall gut health. Five stars. Thank you, Caitlin. I think I'm pronouncing your name right. Or it could be Catlin, but I think it's Caitlin. Thank you so much for that sweet review. I love bitters. I take it two to three times a day. It supports liver detoxification in the long term. And in the short term, it supports digestion. So taking it before and or after meals really supports nutrient absorption and overall digestion so that you're not feeling bloated and gassy and a lot of the things that many of us experience after meals because our guts need support. So voila, here are bitters. Those are their updates. Again, keep a lookout for Sleepy. Also, if you sign up for email and text, you'll get first priority access. And also you get a bunch of cool things when you're signed up for email and text. 
And let's get into today's show. I want to preface with, I do not have any judgment for any type of eating as long as it's not restrictive and it's something that feels intuitively best for you. I am, however, huge with authenticity and transparency, and I just want to always be authentic and transparent with you all on what shifts I'm going through. And this was a huge one. And as someone who integrative health and medicine practitioner, I'm an herbalist. I am constantly in school and learning and just evolving as a human being on a spiritual, emotional, and physical level. And as someone who was plant-based for a very long time and now is not, I have experienced so many benefits and I would be remiss if I didn't share that with you all. And so knowledge is power. I highly recommend just listening to this conversation. We are not judging or bashing any one way of living or eating. We're just simply sharing our experiences. And at the end of the episode, at the end of the day, you take that information, you do what you want with it. You do what feels right and authentic for you and for my vegan people who are listening, it's a journey for sure. It wasn't something like overnight that I was like, okay, I want to start eating animal products again and I'm just going to do it overnight and it's going to be super easy. It was a journey and it literally took me a full year from like my first bite of like fish and drinking bone broth and incorporating eggs to having chicken. Like chicken was something that was for some reason, I just didn't have any craving for it. I, I didn't want it. And then a few weeks ago, I was like, oh my gosh, I am craving chicken right now. And I know that Braxton loves it too. And he picks up whole chickens from our local farmer at the farmer's market. And so I approached him and I was like, I'm ready to eat chicken. And then he got it. He marinated it. He smoked it for like three to four hours on our Traeger. And it was so delicious. And we had vegetables and everything else as well. But oh my goodness, my mind and my body was just crazy craving that protein, that complete protein and those nutrients. And I just felt like a little like wild woman, like eating it with my hands. And, you know, I've come so far over like the last year in terms of eating animal products and having to be super quality and having a relationship with our farmer as well. So luckily there was no guilt or shame for it, which I definitely experienced at the beginning. It was just like love and admiration for myself. And I also just felt so steady, had so much energy and my hair is getting thicker and stronger and oh, just so many things feel better. So there's definitely a healthy way to go about all food, whether it's fruits and vegetables and animal products like quality over anything else for sure. So we get into that in this episode. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you for being open-minded. Thank you for being so supportive of me and Peace Love Hormones. I'm seriously sending you so much love and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, Shannon. Welcome to Hi. the Peace Love Hormones podcast. Hi, Maddie. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so excited to chat with you. It's been a while since we've talked because you're a new mama and going through so many beautiful changes. So I've just been mm -hmm. following along on social media, but it's nice to actually see your face, although virtual, and to catch yeah. up with you. Yeah. <laughs> so give everyone the rundown. Who are you? Some of my followers already know who you are, but still just nonetheless, let us know who you are, what you've been up to the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So I'm an integrative health practitioner, just like Maddie, and I'm a new mom. Well, 
she's almost two, my daughter Summer. So I've just been doing the stay-at-home mom thing, not working a lot, just a little bit here and there on Instagram. And I was vegan for eight years, but I recently made a switch about a year ago. So it's been a massive transition, so many life changes, but definitely all good things. And I'm feeling in a good space right now. So yeah. Yes, I want to talk about that too. So how I even know you, how I got put into your world, so to say, is because I read your two books. You have the Happy Hormone book and you have the uh, Plant-Based Cookbook for Women. And which, by the way, they're amazing cookbooks. Everyone should go buy them. I, I don't know if you can get them virtually, but I just like love having cookbooks physical in my hand. I originally found those and I can't quite remember how I found Happy Hormone first. I think it was just honestly like on Amazon. Like I just searched up like hormone cookbook like years ago and found that and absolutely loved it. I was vegan at the time. I was vegan for six years and I wasn't strict vegan all six years when I first started off transitioning into like the plant-based lifestyle. I was eating eggs and I was having yogurt and then I removed both of those about like a year into it and did feel better actually right away because I have some dairy issues. But then, you know, it's like I felt great until I didn't anymore. And so that's what I want us to talk about today because we both reached that point. So anyway, I love how candid you've been on social media because it's already a really big internal journey from completely doing like a 360 on the way that you're nourishing yourself. And then not that we like have to do this, but we kind of do have like this expectation to like show because of like the roles that we have within like the women's health space and on social media, it just feels natural to always be authentic. And obviously there are things that like we don't have to always share with people, but like how we nourish ourselves is a huge part to our hormone health, our cycle health and our overall health and well-being. So I really appreciate how candid and open you've been about it all. And I remember when I first started to share that I was drinking bone broth and I ate wild fish, I was like so anxious beforehand. I was like, Mm -hmm. I can't do this. Like everyone's going to be so mean to me, especially, you know, the vegan community. I'm going to get so Mm -hmm. much backlash. And I can honestly say I only received one message out of like hundreds and hundreds. I couldn't even go through all the messages for only one message that was like, you were never vegan then if, if you can switch, you know, have their own standards and believe their own thing. So that's the only thing that I received. But other than that, it was like so much love and so many women who were like, yeah, same here. I was vegan for however many years. And now I choose quality animal proteins. We're not eating Tyson chicken nuggets, but you know, like we are choosing quality and we're partnering with like our local farmers. We're going to the farmer's market, but we just feel better. Like that has been the overarching theme is like, I feel better now. So Mm -hmm. can you tell everyone like why you decided to be vegan in the first place and what compelled you to take a second look at veganism Mm -hmm. and how you're feeling now? So three-part question. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it's nine years ago now. I was 25. I was a little bit lost in like what I wanted to do with my life. 
And I was nannying, but I knew I wanted to get into the health space somehow. I wasn't sure how I was going to do it, but that's what I studied in college. And I just thought that that's where I need to go. So randomly one night, I was scrolling through Netflix and I came across a documentary called Vegucated. And I don't know what sparked me to watch it. I have no idea. I don't remember why I clicked, yes, I'm going to watch this. I think I was curious about like, what does being vegan mean? I want to see what this is about. So while I was watching it, I was getting extremely upset. I'm like, how did I not know about all of this abuse happening to animals at factory farms? Like, why is nobody talking about this? Like, I need to shout this from the rooftops. I need to go vegan right now. I need to help the animals. It made me really upset. Like, I was crying, you know, bawling my eyes out at what I was witnessing on screen and I went vegan overnight, which I don't recommend because it's a pretty rash decision. It's a huge lifestyle change to just make that choice. And it's a big commitment. Like people take veganism very seriously. It's a huge community. So then after a couple of months of being vegan, I realized I can start my blog now. Like I can start my plant-based blog and be in the health space and share what I'm learning and like how I'm feeling and share recipes. So that's what I did for a long time. I still have my blog. I'm not really blogging anymore. But from there, like I went off the pill and I found my skin had gotten really bad. So I found Elisa Vitti, who you know, she started cycle syncing and she was helping me learn about the different phases of my cycle. I had no idea how to eat for my cycle or that there were even phases, but I knew I wanted to heal my skin and that was going to start with healing my hormones and like balancing them. But she didn't have food charts that catered to the vegan lifestyle. So I created those and then I got a book deal through that, the Happy Hormone Guide. And then I got another one, a plant-based cookbook. But while I was writing the Happy Hormone Guide, I've never really shared this, but I was not feeling great. This was five years into being vegan and my health was really plummeting. My gut health in particular. I couldn't eat a lot of foods anymore. I was down to like just a handful of foods being able to tolerate because of like bloating and just my skin was erupting again. But I didn't want to feel like I didn't want to share that because I was going to be a fraud then. I have these two books out now. Like who's going to believe me? Who's going to trust me if I make any changes? So I kind of stuck with it tried to figure it out, tried literally every kind of way to be vegan and try and heal your hormones. And and then I got pregnant and then sort of had to put all that on the back burner. I had a really great vegan pregnancy. I felt amazing during it. But two or three months postpartum, like all of my awful gut health symptoms came back as well as fatigue. And like, you're a new mom, you're breastfeeding, you are starving. And I could only eat four foods at that time without like having so much gut issues. I could eat broccoli, tofu, berries, and like gluten-free pasta. And I was living on that and I was nursing my baby and it just, it was not feasible anymore. Like how can somebody live like that? How can you sustain a lifestyle like that? And obviously my baby was not getting what she needed. Like how was she getting any nutrients from that? And also around this time, I was um, starting to feed her solids. So one night I was like feeding her tofu. I'm like, this feels really unnatural to me. Like, I don't even know if I should be feeding my baby tofu. 
I think she needs more than this. So all of these factors sort of led me to transition away from being vegan and add in animal products because I needed to expand my diet. Like it was very dire to do this. And I just thought I could lose everything. Like it's kind of dramatic to say that, but you know, when you have your entire career for eight years is based on the plant-based lifestyle and then you decide to switch and you have like plant-based cookbooks and a hormone balancing book on being plant-based, you it's scary to make that change. And my husband's like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, what's going to happen? Who's going to believe you anymore? Who's going to trust what you say? And I was like, I don't know. I have to do it though, because I don't want my daughter to feel this way and she needs more. And I don't want her to be vegan anymore because of all of these problems that have come up for me. And I don't want her to have food fears is also another major reason for switching because I want her to be able to eat everything and eat intuitively and not think this food is bad, like meat is bad or eating cheese is bad. Like I don't want her to be a part of that mindset at all. So having a baby really can change your outlook. So yeah, I switched. I hit publish on my blog post and on my Instagram post sharing that I'm not vegan anymore and I think just like you, I only had a handful, maybe one or two negative comments, but so many thousands of like positive comments, people supporting. I lost a lot of followers, but who cares? Like now it's grow in a different way with people who attract to what I share now and that's okay. So yeah. Yay. I'm like fired up over here. I feel so much positive energy, like vibrating through my body. So beautiful. Like so many points that you said. I mean, first of all, that's flipping amazing that like, even though you didn't have support, but just having like your partner question it when I'm sure you were Mm -hmm. questioning it too, but you still did it. Powerful as heck right there. Because like as humans, like we change up Mm -hmm. things all the time. The only constant is change, right? And so that's why Well, also like, I mean, where did I hear this from? I can't remember which seminar I was at, some sort of functional medicine seminar, but someone said, and I'm sorry that I can't quote them. If you're listening to this episode and you want credit, please send me a message. But that, you know, if you look at like the most well-respected practitioners or just like practitioners in general, you know one is like a really great practitioner if they're not so dogmatic about how they eat. So if one is like preaching, you know, like you have to be carnivore or you have to be vegan or you have to be like X, Y, and Z, like it's pretty safe to say just just mm-hmm. run, don't choose to work with them, right? Because there's never going to be just one thing that works for us. And again, the only constant is change in this life. So what works for you now personally Mm -hmm. may be different in a year from now, you know? And especially when you're faced with something such as pregnancy and postpartum, which has just totally different and more dire Mm -hmm. requirements on the body, then when you're not, you know, like there should be absolutely no shame ever for choosing to eat in a way that's nourishing for your body and mind. But especially when you're literally growing another human and then feeding that new human. So I just want to let you know, like, I have so much respect for you. I obviously like know that like all of this has been going on Mm -hmm. in your world because I follow you and we keep in touch. And that's why I wanted you on my podcast. I'm so happy that you didn't get 
any major hate and and even if so i mean you have the right mindset of like you know if you don't want to unfollow me then like that's fine you know like if our values don't align like you can leave or you can stay and just like take everything that i say with a grain of potassium cuz like neither of us are dogmatic about things right but you know i can relate to you in some ways of that i had a, a health and wellness blog as well didn't publish any books, but I had a health and wellness blog that I was, everything was plant-based, you know? And I had just gotten to the point, and and I'll just say my side of the story because I know Mm -hmm. a lot of people ask me all the time, but I was taking so many supplements and it was getting exhausting. Like just having to remember to buy each of these supplements and then taking it. And I wasn't buying like low grade supplements. Like I was buying really great supplements that actually worked. And it just got to a point though, where I was like, I still don't feel as Mm -hmm. energized as I could feel. And everything's perspective, right? Like when I was vegan, well, last year at this time, I was actually introducing a lot of quality animal proteins back into my life. But let's say fall of 2021. I felt so great in so many ways and I was 100% vegan. And especially when I was comparing myself then to like a year before that, two years before that, I was like, I Mm -hmm. feel so much better every single year, you know? But having a partner, my partner Braxton, who has never been vegan and we went on a few trips with each other. Well, we go on trips all the time, but at the beginning of our relationship, and he, out of like respect for me, and I never asked him to, but out of pure respect and love for me, he would eat only <laughs> vegan on those trips. And then once we like got back home and we weren't living with each other at the time, he would just like scarf down like meats and all of his animal proteins. Cause and and I could tell even just after like a week or so of like him eating plant-based, I could just tell his energy was sinking and he like felt more frail and all this stuff. So I finally told him, I was like, look, I I was still vegan at the time. I said, please like don't feel pressured to not eat meat around me you know like you clearly need it but it was just like being around him and really starting to question things and also acknowledge for myself that mine came more out of a yes a hundred percent you know for the animals I watched that same documentary I watched tons of documentaries I, I did a whole research mm-hmm. project on the meat packing industry like I got deep into that side of it but then also another side of it was totally disordered eating and it was an extension of my eating disorder that I suffered with when I was younger, an incredibly long up and downhill battle with anorexia. And then once I, you know, kind of got beyond that, it was like, okay, well, how can I further control my food? Right. And so for me, it was actually a form of orthorexia as well of like, oh, it doesn't matter if I'm with family or I'm out at a restaurant or I'm just at home alone, I still get to restrict a huge group of foods. And it was super comforting for a very long time. But again, like it works until it doesn't work. And for me, that was, you know, around the six year mark. It's actually a little bit longer than that. But I was like, okay, I think I have to like at least start eating eggs again, right? Or drinking bone broth. And it was this time last year, Braxton and I were finished a Temescal ceremony in Tulum. And in a Temescal, without getting too into that, because that's not what this episode is about, it is like this, it's this rebirthing process, right? And so for anyone who's never heard of this before, I highly recommend just, you know, reading up on it after this episode because they're really beautiful ceremonies. So it's just Braxton and I and two shamans 
from the area and we get out of this really transformative like four-hour ceremony and we're starving we're absolutely famished you know we went to go eat um at this local like all farm to table organic place down the street and braxton ordered fresh of the day caught fish and i was looking at it and i was like oh my gosh i'm like really craving a bite of that right now and i just felt like this you know i shed a lot of like you know, old patterns and behaviors that weren't really serving me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to eat a bite of it. And I had one bite and that was it. I cried that night and the, the tears came from like a lot, right? It was like, oh my gosh, like, because it, again, like on the disordered eating side, it's like, oh dang, like I don't have that control anymore. You know, like I haven't had a bite of fish and like, I mean, fish, it had been seven years and I just ate a bite of it like, oh, I'm the worst. And then on the other side of things, it, it was just like guilt of like, what are people going to say? What are people going to think? Like all of this stuff. And physically, I did not get sick from it at all. And a lot of people have asked, want both of us to answer that. Like if we felt sick introducing animal products back into our life. And I, I can say that I have not gotten sick from it. It's actually really helped to boost my immune system plentiful bioavailable nutrients that I'm, you know, getting from animal products, from quality animal products, and just more protein as well. It's complete protein. And like my hair is thicker and shinier and my skin, like everything just feels better. But it was really tough emotionally at first. And it was not an easy process. It took me months to be able to even like mm -hmm. admit it to like everyone. Like, yes, I've been, you know, consuming stuff because I also wanted to make sure I was like, I don't want to be so back and forth with people. And I had never pushed veganism on anyone, especially not with my one-on-ones. And I also was like exploring that. I was like, why do mm -hmm. I not push being vegan on anyone, mm -hmm. but I push it on myself, you know? It's like, I know deep down that's not the way at least not for everyone, right? Like it's not like gold standard way of achieving hormone health and cycle regulation and optimal fertility. It's, I, I just don't believe that deep in my core and I need to explore that more. Yeah. That's my mm -hmm. side. That's my yeah. experience. Beautiful. <laughs> A lot of similarities for sure. And how do you feel now? Like in your Instagram most recent post, you talk about your gut health and how that is, you know, a lot of things, right? Again, there's, it's rarely ever just one thing that's going to be the fix, but including animal sources, quality, and we can explain what quality means because I keep saying that. And then also coupled with nervous system regulation and just overall supporting vagal tone and, and your nervous system, that those two together have been the saviors for mm -hmm. your specific Absolutely. Issues. Doing the energy work helped me a lot. I think it has to be like a multifaceted sort of approach to heal your gut. And because I was dealing with such, I think it was leaky gut, like such severe leaky gut for many years, it's taken, there's a lot of layers to go through. Um, so right now I feel really good. I definitely still have sensitivities and like root causes that I need to work on when my baby stops nursing. I don't know if she ever will, but we're almost two years in and I'm like, I really want to like work on my root causes, but I need to be patient for my girl. So until I'm able to like mm -hmm. fully detox, I think I'm still going to have these sensitivities 
So anyway, I feel great when I include animal protein. Every single meal, I feel so balanced and grounded. Whereas before, when I was vegan, I was like constantly eating. I felt like I was having, you know, celery juice and like green smoothies. And it was so many liquids before I would allow myself to eat any foods. And then you get to lunch and it's like you're eating these salads and a lot of roughage for your stomach to digest. And that just made it worse for me. But anyway, now I don't really eat salads anymore. I'm eating like roasted vegetables and animal protein and like some sort of carb with it. And it feels really balanced and normal and not restrictive. It's definitely the way, the path that I need to go right now. So that's what I'm focusing on is just balanced meals. It's hard with a baby, but that's what makes me feel my best. And that is helping my gut health for sure to just stay on top of that until I'm able to work on those root causes and all that stuff. Yeah. And I want to clarify too, like we both love plants and that's why like your books are still amazing because the foundations are still there. We just Mm -hmm. add wild caught fish onto some of those recipes or local pasture raised, Mm -hmm. very happy chickens, you know, like, well, it's actually funny because I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, I have days where I'm completely plant-based and I was like, honestly, not really that much anymore. I think right now too, I'm in like this almost like refeeding phase where it's like, I just feel so great when I have, even if it's just as like as simple as I had a serving of collagen for the day. Like I usually have mm-hmm. some sort of animal product. And going back to like quality and explaining that, B and I, we buy from our local farmers. So are lucky that, yes, we have our farmer's markets, which happen three times a week. But also our farmers, our two favorite farmers have their own shop Mm -hmm. that you can just go in any day of the week. It's open seven days a week and they have the chickens and we buy like full chickens. I actually just tried chicken for the first time two weeks ago. And yeah. Oh my gosh. It was so delicious. And I was laughing with Braxton. I was like, why in the world didn't I try this first? Instead, the first thing that I had when I was reintroducing animals back into my life was fish. I was like, like, smelly, you know, and I love fish. I love salmon so much, especially, but I was like, that was like one of the hardest things I could have reintroduced. Whereas chicken is yeah, like right, right. tofu, but <laughs> totally. <better>. Yeah. <laughs> and I still, I mean, I love tofu. I love my legumes. I love my nuts and seeds. I still eat pretty much the exact same I did before. I didn't really do like a whole lot of salads because that Mm -hmm. really never made my stomach feel great. I mean, I shouldn't say never, right? Like if it was like a substantial salad or if it was on like the side of a meal that I was having, I, you know, I wasn't like no salads, like I would enjoy it then. But for the most part, I did love roasted vegetables. I'm my body type, my genetics, like everything. I just, I love complex carbohydrates and sweet potatoes and all the things. So I pretty much eat the exact same with the Mm -hmm. addition of just animal proteins now. And so it's really been like a slow, gradual process of like, it wasn't like overnight, I was just like eating all of these, you know, things. I It's been a very slow, mm-hmm. slow process. And I am sure you can relate to this. I do things as it feels like a total fuck yes with my mind, mm-hmm. my soul, and my body. Like if I'm like, yes, let's do it, then I do it. I don't ignore that because... I too, I don't want to have this restrictive mentality. I don't want anyone in my life 
to have this restrictive mentality, especially mm-hmm. like thinking of my future children. You know, if you would have asked me this two years ago, I would have been like, I'm only marrying a vegan and my kids mm-hmm. are going to be vegan. And now I'm like, that's not what my goal is. And again, like I meant to say this at the beginning of the episode, but I don't judge anyone. If you want to maintain veganism or just plant-based, whatever it is, like there's no judgment here. I'm just simply sharing like my experience and now like my beliefs and knowing how great I feel on all of this, especially wild caught fish. Oh my gosh. When we have some like wild caught salmon, I just like, I wake up the next morning and I'm like, my hair is like shiny as heck. I feel so energized. Oh my gosh, it just feels so, so great. Like my hair, well, my hair definitely got thicker and healthier Mm. after stopping birth control. And I was still vegan at the time, but like straight up, like just stopping birth control, like it it got so much better. But now that your girl eats fish and the chicken Mm. and the collagen and all that stuff, oh my gosh, I'm like, wow, this is great. (laughs) This is my personal missing piece because I had done everything up until that point. I had done all the changes, extreme, not extreme. I took all the supplements. I spent a lot of money on the highest quality of things and I'm proud of myself and I'm really happy that I've decided to make this transition. So let's answer a few questions. I mean, we kind of answered a lot of them and just like talking about our experiences, but you did mention like what changed your mind in order to start eating animal products again, but what changed your mind on the animal cruelty aspect of eating animals again, specifically as Mm -hmm. worded by someone? It's really tough. It's not easy. Like it's not something that you just wake up and be like, okay, this is fine now all of a sudden. What helps me is, like you said, buying from regenerative farms or local small farms where you know the animals are being treated right and not buying the conventional meat or dairy that is in the grocery store. That's really the only option and the only way that you're going to feel okay. Another thing you can do is to express gratitude for the animal before you're going to start eating it. And I know it's like, oh, it, it pulls at your heartstrings. It does. It's emotional. It's not easy. It gets easier over time as you realize like this is nourishing me. This is what my ancestors were eating. This is what makes me feel my best. And like, thank you for giving me these nutrients. But it's it's emotional. It's like not easy. Just try to find a regenerative farm near you. And you can look on farmmatch.com is like a really good resource. And I also order from Dutch Meadows. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. But they have the best dairy that I've ever had. And it gets you in touch with your local farming community too. And that's a really great resource to be in touch with and learn about the community that way and like make friends that way. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I second all of that as well, especially like introducing new things. Like it it does get easier over time. But like, for example, two Mm -hmm. weeks ago when I ate chicken for the first time, it's like I was re-experiencing all of those initial like emotions and thoughts of like, do I really want to do this? Like, what is this going to mean afterwards, you know? And then very quickly had to again separate like, okay, what is like compartmentalize? What is disordered? What is like actually valid? And we should address that. And just reminding myself, okay, this came from Bellevue local farm. These animals are treated very well, you know? So like, it's okay, right? And that was super important for me before I even started making like bone broth because that was, that was really, really the first 
fish was the first like flesh that I ate, but bone broth was just the first animal product. And I went to the farmer's market and I would go in general. So it's not like I was going just to meet this farmer, but I found a farmer that I liked and I went for four weekends just to talk to him, just to talk about like how he treats the animals. And he kept going like, just come out, like, please just come out and see the farm before I finally was like, okay, I'll buy bones from you. And, you know, also you'll notice too, like what regenerative farms is like, they don't always have these things, especially like something like bones, right? Like they have it once a cycle and their cycle it takes a few months, right? So then they have, they use the whole animal. So that made me feel better about it too, is like, oh, you know, they're not just being killed after they've been fed all of this terrible stuff and they're living these terrible lives and then only like part of their body is used. It's like, it's really like nose to tail. And even saying that sometimes it's still like, oh, it kind of like hurts, you know, but like we can't like ignore how much better we feel as well. And so expressing gratitude beforehand, massive. Brax and I did that before I was eating animal products, always expressing gratitude beforehand, really expressing gratitude for the animals, for the plants, for everything that, and for the people, right, who took care of the animals, Mm -hmm. for the people who cultivated the crops. Like it's a whole community type thing. Did the transition make you sick? It didn't No, I think I was just had these aversions at first, like when I would first try chicken. I think the first time I tried chicken, I made homemade chicken noodle soup. So it was really an easier way to eat chicken because it was like all the good broth and the veggies and the noodles. I don't remember getting sick though. I just remember doing it really slowly and whenever it felt right to try the next thing. So no, I didn't feel sick. I felt pretty good. Same here. And then we pretty much answered everything else. But I mean, do you want to make a comment on like conflicting documentaries and studies? And I can give my two cents on it as well. But someone asked, you know, and I can't even remember what documentaries they had mentioned, but there's a lot out there. What guidance would you have for people who perhaps have only seen those documentaries and they're like, well, I don't know what to do, right? I think there's a lot of propaganda with every sort of diet that you follow. And I think you can cherry pick like different studies for every diet that's out there for keto, vegan, like whole food, animal-based, carnivore, whatever it is, like you can find a study for it. So I think instead of going off of that, I think you need to go off of your intuition and what you feel called to do because we are all so different. And honestly, like that's been a huge learning curve for me is to realize how different we all are, our genetics, our bio-individuality, and how staying true to yourself instead of going off of these studies. I know there's people out there who really rely on those and I can respect that I'm not someone like that. So I don't know. I just go off my intuition and how like what I feel drawn to eat instead of what someone else says is right, like the most right. Do you know what I mean? I do. Yes. And with those documentaries too, and there are so many out there right now, so I'll speak on the ones that I have seen with my own eyes and I paid attention to is that they're focusing on mass farming and mass manufacturing. And especially for as long as I've had, you know, my blog and everything, but even before that, huge advocate of local farms. And even if it's not local, buy an organic, right? So yes, 100%, I agree with you of like, there's propaganda for anything and everything out there at this point. And so following your intuition is huge, but also 
noticing and looking at everything with like an outside perspective and lens of like everything has some truth to it, but everything also has some non-truth to it. And so deciphering that, right? Of like, okay, yeah, this documentary is showing what happens with these big farms, right? And how like there's so many parallels to like that and big pharma and all of these things, right? And yeah, no, that's that's not great. And I will always stand by that, uh, which is why I don't just go to any grocery store and buy low quality chicken. And I also understand it is a, mm-hmm. a privilege to have access to these local farmers. And, and I understand like that is a whole other issue. That's like a systemic issue that I wish I could have more power and control over and role that I have in society. I don't think I will be able to penetrate that deep during my time here on this earth, but I can still show up and educate and encourage people to as much as you can support the smaller local farms. And, you know, if you can't, then there's some really great high quality products on the market too that, you know, we live in this world where you can just hop on your phone or hop on your computer and you have access to all of these amazing products and going with, you know, a a true functional and integrative and medicine based company for your supplements and like true high quality, especially if they're herbs, making sure that they're organic and making sure that you're sourcing from a team of actual herbalists, you know, like people who actually know what they're talking about. There's ways that you can make up for a lack of whole food nutrition if needed. But obviously the best case scenario is that Mm -hmm. we're going straight to the food, to the source. I feel like it's just necessary to publish an episode like this as hard as it is and as many like walls and barriers I have up personally of like I don't want to do this like I don't want make to make anyone feel bad like that's mm-hmm. not our intention at all right it's just we have to share the lights and we have to support other people at the end of the day it's everyone's own choice however they want to eat, right? Like it's their own choice. Every single meal, every single bite, every single day, et cetera. It is your choice. So really, thank you so much, Shannon, for joining me. I just Mm -hmm. wanted us to share our experiences as women who really care about our health, really care about having regulated hormones and healthy cycles and optimized fertility and We've been through a lot when it comes to health and wellness and natural medicine and nutrition. And so Mm -hmm. we'd be remiss if we didn't share what has worked for us and what hasn't worked for us. So I thank you so much for coming on and we'll make sure, I'll make sure to link up your Instagram and, and your blog within our show notes as well. Everyone should go give you a follow, even though you are definitely prioritizing mamahood right now, which is so respectable. You mm-hmm. still pop on yeah. Instagram. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was really fun to chat with you and you're such a light. You're so fun to follow and, and talk with. <laughs> oh, Thank you. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. So thank you. And to everyone who listened, thank you so much. I hope that you're having a beautiful day or evening or night if that's when you're listening to this episode. As always, send me a message with any topic recommendations. Leave a comment, a review, message Shannon and I on Instagram. We love to hear from you all. And until next time, peace, love, hormones. 
Hi lovebugs, thank you so much with all of my heart for tuning in to another Peace Love Hormones podcast episode. If you feel inclined to do so, please give us a rating and even leave a comment review would be so helpful or sharing on Instagram or sending me a message, any of the above. I love it all and appreciate every single one of you. And don't forget to use code podcast, all lowercase podcast on your order of Soothe or any of the items available for purchase on the Peace Love Hormones website. And also don't forget to sign up for text and email reminders. Much love, Maddie.